podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Pod two forty four, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with us. Okay. Okay. Yep. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Nice. Very forthright. I will there. I, I remembered it after all this time. I remembered what to say. <laughs> I can't well believe it. That's James Endicott. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm glad to be back. Good man. Glad to be back with my pals. It is lovely to have you here, as ever. Kevin Day? It's very glad to have you back. Thank you. It's lovely. And making his debut on the pod, Ooh. it's Ooh. Harry Howe's Daily Star. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm very well. Super Quite sub. It. Top man, top man. It's the best 70s journalist name ever, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Howe's Daily Star. It's actually a real name as well. Harry? Oh, no, I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> How's that happen? Um, shall we <laughs> yes. talk? I'll tell you what, actually, what we'll do first is uh, we'll let you know what's going to happen on the pod. So in part one, we're going to talk about deadline day. Ooh. Unfortunately. Any and questions on that? Just a few. <laughs> uh, and Palace is one or draw with West Ham on Tuesday. Ooh. Part two, we've then got our other questions Ooh. from our listeners, lots of them. And in part three, we're going to preview Palace's home game with Newcastle on Sunday, that famous kickoff time of 12, uh, 2.15. Ooh, that's mm. right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, sure. Premier League. Um, shall we start off with the West Ham game? Get yeah. out of the way, and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk deadline day. Yeah. Um, Kevin, one all draw. Yeah. Um, arguably the worst second half the Premier League has ever seen. <laughs> uh, well, I, it's hard to tell on the feed. I was watching it on, but yeah, it's, I think by common consent, it was the even on the Sky the Sky lengthy highlights. They found it very difficult to pad out. <laughs> yeah. Although I, we need to talk about. Tony Gale to Sky. This is pointless. It's like watching West Ham TV with Tony Gale talking about. <laughs> right. But if, uh, it was, we, we said on the pod last week we'd have been happy with that a point away from home, even with West Ham's yeah. injury list. Any mm. point away from home is yeah. it's good. The performance is, it was in and out. But it's a couple of, the goal was really good. Fantastic pass from Luca, I think it was. Yeah. Nice header from Ben Teke. Second, second goal of the season. He's a goal machine, that man, isn't he? The thing is, we, Big said, ben. It, we said it before, if you actually give him a decent chance, his yeah, first of course, chance of the yeah. game, yeah. he'll put him away. Of course he will. And look, he's, he's, he's obviously a decent striker. It's just, it, as with any forward, it's all about confidence. You know, let's, let's hope that's going to spur him on to score on, on Sunday. Well, also, I mean, Harry, Harry's a journalist for the Daily Star, so clearly <laughs> his head's full of facts and figures, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. But I can't remember Harry a time, apart from his goal at Leicester, I'm struggling to think of a cross that he's had in front of him yeah. at head height all season. True. Yeah, he had a few against Leicester, didn't he? Yeah. He had that one that Schmeichel made, made that good save. Yeah. But, yeah, the delivery hasn't been good all season, but he has proved that if you give him chances, on his head anyway, he's struggled with a few one-on-ones on his feet against Arsenal and Burnley. But, yeah, I think he just needs, he's lacking in confidence, he just needs one one decent shot from the edge of the box and then he'll, he'll start flying in. Yeah, he is... Oh, we talk about Benteke a lot on this pod, don't we? <laughs> For twenty-eight million pounds, mm. can you lack confidence when you cost twenty-eight million pounds? I, th- I, th- 
Yes, I think you can. I think any you, player can. It's it's yeah. it's like a racehorse who doesn't know how much he went he went for. Do you know what I mean? It's like, a, you, but <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, I know he does. But it kind of but if you uh, you know you lose a couple of games, you lose a couple yeah. of races, your confidence goes no matter how. And if anything, the, the price tag might affect the confidence even more because mm. he expects he puts a burden of expectation on himself. But yeah. he's. he's uh, we have the same conversations about Benteke. I mean, he's, he scored a lot of goals last season, almost despite himself. He's clearly mm. a really good striker. It's interesting that some of those theories about other clubs coming in for him didn't pan out. But <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think there's any reason to expect. You know, it, it, we could still get ten goals from him for the rest Absolutely. of the season. But we've been yeah. literally since September. We've been saying, literally. you know, literally. He'll, he'll have a run. He'll get a goal in a bit, and then he'll go on a little run. Yeah. And he hasn't enders. And he, even after the Leicester game, but we you were, know what? It's it's not all about scoring goals, is it? When you Ben Teke, because he, he he you know his his play a lot of the time has been yeah. commendable, and he yeah. and he's been good at his distribution. He's good at holding up the ball, not all the time, but he's got other assets to his game, not just scoring. Yes, of course, we'd like him to score more goals. And I, I, I think he you know he should definitely be one of the first uh, players on the team sheet without a yeah. doubt, because I think you know even he scored goals or not, he will always put an element of fear into the opposition anyway yeah, yeah. purely because of his reputation yeah. and you know maybe he hasn't scored for a few games but whoever you are if, yeah. if, if you're facing someone like Benteke you're going to be scared Yeah. so I think that in itself you've got him and Wilf you've got those two coming at you then you know I think any defence would be scared of that so I think for, for that reason alone you know, and he's and he's also you've got to remember he's a footballer. So they they always want to prove themselves. They're always you know he's a he's a he's a kid really. They're all kids, aren't they? He just all he wants to do is score goals yeah. and and be loved. Yeah. And it's you know and he's going to keep on trying and keep on trying. Yes, he needs better service, but you know I'm 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 confident he'll I'm confident the goodwill out. He yeah. says knowingly. It, 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 it looked like Townsend had been told to stand up more balls for him. Yeah, and, uh, but is that not really obvious? Well, of course it is. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, but you know. They're footballers that he's telling a million times. Roy's working on levels way above ours. But it, it's, I think there's a slight lack of fitness from uh, Townsend the other night because he clearly, uh, the, I mean, it was so easy to go. It's, just, it's a really good pass and just a bit of speed to get past the, the fullback and put the cross in. Well, Harry was telling me before the pod actually, he got a theory about Benteke said that he was lonely up front. Yeah, yeah. I didn't actually read the article. I just saw a sort of headline saying Benteke wanted us to sign a striker because he felt lonely. So yeah. this new. <laughs> this new Solov guy, I don't know, don't know much about him. I don't know how good he is, but I think just he's a he's a real loner. I've heard, <laughs> so it's going to be tough for Ben. But, but I think no, just just you, his presence on the bench as some yeah, kind of competition yeah, might. Yeah. You know, you said you didn't, to, to you didn't read talk. it. Did you write it? I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it. No, no. no I, thought, <laughs> that was a, I thought that was a really interesting quote from Ben Teki that yeah. uh, said I've been lonely, and I wondered whether that implied any criticism of the way he'd been played by Hodgson. But he's never really been. He's never really been played in the two. He's never. No. I can't remember many formations well, I mean, where we played a straight. Roy forward. has been playing Wilf with him a few times up top. Yeah. We all know Wilf yeah. isn't really. We tend to go four four two when we when we're losing. Yeah. Or when we play an Arsenal. But what do you think to that theory reason? that actually he he's got he had no competition all season from anyone on the bench. So if he knows he's going to play every week, even if he doesn't play that well, score goals. Even, even if he misses a penalty, he's going to play. Exactly. Yeah, yeah last minute penalty, for example. Well, the trouble is, and we'll come on to this, we don't know how much competition he's got now, to be perfectly honest, do we? We've yeah. got, we yeah. know he's got somebody tall on the bench, but yeah. we don't know how good he is. Or we certainly, from what we can gather, mm. all our new players are four weeks away from fitness because they're winter break anyway. So he's got another, <laughs> another, four, another four weeks Shall of we starting. Shall we say it? Typical, Typical Palace. palace. <laughs> But I, I, I don't know if it makes a player. I suppose it would give him a bit of edge if he, yeah. Yeah, they want to start every week and if he thinks yeah. there's a. Yeah. Must give him something. The fact that he cost, what was he, £8 million initially? 
So he must. Who the new guy? Yeah. Which but, um, with add-ons. How do say his name? By the way, you, you've got. Uh, I saw a video. He said Sir Lot. Sir Lot. Yeah, Sir Lot. Harry's Sir refusing Lott. to say that though. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. I'll, I'll do what everyone else is going to do. If you're going to say <laughs> Saul off, I'm going to go Saul off. Well, also, I, I, I was at. Well, it just well, I was at the club today, uh, getting a ticket for the Newcastle. Getting game. some boots, were you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, Again. In, just in case. <laughs> but uh, I got chatting to a couple of the guys from the club shop who were just. Where, just where were we supposed to get those little O's with the with the line through? <laughs> They're actually having to send off to demo. I said they're really expensive. He said, I don't think the club think these things through. Like, I, I hope they don't. I hope that's the last thing on their mind when they go, well, don't sign him. Are we going to get the little the little over the line through? So, I just love the fact that Harry's a journalist. I don't, I'm not comfortable pronouncing it the way he wants to pronounce it. Yeah. I'm not having it. Well, he's, Ajax, the thing, Ajax he's a journalist, so he just has to write things down, doesn't he? Yeah, Ingo, that's a good point. You know, we, we have to, we have to say it. I wrote yesterday and I was... Didn't bother like searching to get the actual O and copy and paste. I just went with the with the yeah. normal O. That's what wow. I did. That's, yeah. the yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would do. Would also, there was a little bit of uh, uh, discontent. Uh, no, bit of mumbling to discontent about your piece, and they weren't there. So uh, apparently, you misrepresented him according to one well-known uh, Palace website. Well, uh, other websites you, aren't <laughs> you, you apparently claimed that he said he was going to be better than Drogba, and he didn't say that. Uh, he said he was going to em- emulate him. Maybe I. Took the words out of context, but he did say, <laughs> "Really, <laughs> never." Journalists never do that, do they? Yeah, no. They never do he, that. You got two over here, mate. So be careful. <laughs> he said that he Drogba was his inspiration, and when he was asked, "Do you play like him?" and he said, "We'll see." So there yeah. was a, there was a hint that he's going to try his best. So. From which, you, from which you extrapolated that he wants to be... I will be the next Drogba. Yeah, you yeah, added, you added that, you added that level of Norwegian arrogance. You don't want to come yeah. and say, I'm not as good as Drogba, because... That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if we, get the next, if we get the Norwegian Drogba out of this deal, then yeah. we've done very well. Bear in mind, the Nor- all, a lot of the Norwegian media are saying they can't believe how much he's gone for. Well, basically, one of the headlines in the Danish sports paper was how much. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, how much? It's eight, what, eight million quid going up to 16 million of adults. That doesn't sound... In these days, that sounds like a bargain, really, isn't it? Well, it depends if depends you can, depends I mean, if you can kick a ball. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, the video, he looks good on the video, but then even Palace wouldn't put out a video where they didn't cut out the bits where he's... Kev, even you and me will look good on a video. <laughs> That's right? true, yeah. He looks like... Goes buddy, defending as well. Yeah. Who's, the, uh, who's the baddie in the Rocky films? Drago. Looks like even Drago. Doesn't he? Just me. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I've never seen a Rocky film all the way through. I've, I've got the gist... Yeah, he's never seen a Rocky people. film all the way through. Neither have I. Well, you know he's going to lose many wins. Well, you kind of have anyway. You've seen win all everyone. The, you've seen all the clips. You not see? You, you got at least the first one. At least the first one. That's a classic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I not seen Rocky. I've met him. No, not, not, not the Godfather. <laughs> oh, not the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. Rocky the no, Godfather. No. All, all I know about Rocky is those <laughs> nice little uh, ch- chocolate bars with a bit of toffee. Good. So Benteke, yeah. Before we go on to transfers, well, no, let's move on we from, from West Ham, yeah. Benteke for the West Ham game. Um, had another world-class save from Hennessy, by the way. <laughs> well, it was straight out. Straight out. <laughs> and also, Andy Street's going to be furious because Harry House and the Daily Star sitting in his, his seat. And what did you say just earlier on just about Hennessy? I... I didn't say I love him. I just said I'm. Ha- I'm sure we'll talk about it later. I'm happy with him till the end of the season. I've got. It's weird hearing that from this my right ear. I'm not, I'm not used to that. <laughs> it's pretty much. It. See, if you were writing that story about yourself, you would say Harry Howe says I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you would Harry extrapolate. Is his best <laughs> he um he did it. He, it Wayne has actually been playing quite well recently, hasn't he? He, he hasn't. He hasn't yeah, been playing badly. Yeah, you we haven't had way. cause to criticise him week in, week out. But we know that, that we said that last week and that started Andy Street into, <laughs> which I believe you edited because he went on for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, legal hate. He's like, a bar- he's like a lawyer summing up his case at the end of a murder trial. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. 
really it's, yeah he's got to be more than good he's Premier League goal blah 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 yeah. he went for every single other Premier League goal every goal, street is unknown to man yeah um, it was a good save it was right it was a good save at a crucial well, time yeah, yeah. Um, but my question is I want to know about the penalty that was given away for Noble to equalise do you think it was a penalty I think you'd want it if it was the other end it, there was definitely it, this I, the whole thing about intent, yeah, he started, it was a trip. Did turn. I, actually, I thought where West Ham did get, I thought the, the tackle on Sacco was actually had a lot more mm. force. That I think no, nobody really picked up on that. He did, he did get the ball, mm-hmm. but the, you know, this new rule about reckless and about intent that was a yeah. Sacco, I believe, went off injured. Straight, yeah. From that, didn't it? Yeah, from that tackle. Yeah. It was a pretty, it was a rough tackle. Yeah. And, and a, did I read somewhere that that injury is quite bad? Yeah, the end of the season. Know, is it end of the season? Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, that's, I, that's what, what they were talking they talked about. So, which is really handy that we got rid of Kai Kai just before yeah. that. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Basically, because there's nothing like getting a six foot four striker in and then getting rid of some of the wide players that might come in if your wide players are injured. Yeah. But yeah, no, he left in a boot. But having said that, the, the Mamadou injury was supposed to be the end of the That's season. True, and that, yeah. He recovered from that much quicker. And Townsend was supposed to be out for a lot longer than yeah. he was. So it, it would be a shame if Sacco is out for a long time because he yeah. has been playing. He's been doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing right. And does he think it's a, a penalty? No, I'm not quite sure. Actually, I was, I was, I was, I was on a train. Oh, okay. I was it on was a train. one of those first first time you see it, you think, "What's what's that for?" But then when you see it again, he he does catch him with the leg. he doesn't yeah. get him with the leg that he tries to tackle with, but he does. Yeah. Uh, and as you were saying before, like the only person that actually appealed seemed to be Tompkins. Yeah. The other Palace players seem to kind of get on with it. So yeah, yeah. it kind of shows that it probably was a penalty, even probably if it was, was soft. Probably was. Yeah. And as we know from the Liverpool West Brom game, the last thing we want is VAR. Sorting these things out. <laughs> You're not a fan of VAR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I you were being sarcastic, didn't you? Uh, yeah, oh, no, let's, let's go, go with that. Let's go with that. This, yeah. this time in the last part, I said to you, if you ever ask me that question again, it'll prove you've not been listening. Because <laughs> I had a longer rant about VAR on the street and about Hennessy. So, mm, okay. And I think the Liverpool West Brom game proved what a nonsense, nonsense VAR is. So. It's early days. But it's early days. You know, they were oh, highly, and they got all the decisions right. All Alan Shearer. <laughs> no, I don't think they did. I don't think that was a penalty. But let's not that drag back. Okay. Well, I was well, a dive. Palace anyway. were playing in that game. Yeah. So um, let's move on. Um, <laughs> is there anything else to talk about the West Ham game? Because I kind of feel like the, the second half was so bad. Everything was done in the first half, and actually, it was a result that both teams would have taken. We'd, it's probably a fair result. I think we hit. Yeah, we hit. We hinted at that on the, on the pod that we thought both teams would be happy with. Yeah. I don't think either team thought that Swansea and Bournemouth would get. Yeah, the unexpected three points. Yeah. Three points yeah. but. but when you're playing a team around you, we were only a point behind West Ham. We're still a point behind them. You don't want to lose those games. It got to about an hour in, and suddenly yeah, yeah, neither still wanted to. I think it's, it. It, it, it's that point in the season, you know, where you just you 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 just don't want to be losing. Yeah, really, you know, because if that's because you you can you can see the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's there. Yeah. It, we're, we're actually in 2018 now. You can see the end yeah. of the season and losing. Yeah, it, it's just not it's just not good for. Uh, I think also as well, Harry probably agree in the context of our last away game any point after the first 20 minutes at Arsenal yeah. <laughs> I mean we, we talked about a rea- looking for a reaction last week didn't we and they, yeah. they didn't start no. like a team that would, and we still only lost two games out of 14 and both to Arsenal because yeah. I think yeah we are we are of course we're in a relegation struggle and it's one of those seasons where 11 teams are but yeah. you have to look at the our curve is very much upwards compared to some of the other teams so mm. We're not playing like a team in a relegation struggle and now form is, yeah. is improving well, it, it rather It almost felt opposite. a bit like back in the Big Sam days a year ago of respecting the point, didn't it, Harry? Like we got, we got, we got 
to an hour in and we didn't do anything stupid. We just yeah. got a point. The point, in hindsight, was a good result. It's just I was a bit frustrated leaving the game after that second half and they were clearly there for the taking and they were just sat in their own box for 45 minutes and we just didn't know how to break them down. Yeah. And it didn't help that Zaha didn't have his best game yeah. again. Yeah. And we just we just didn't have that drive from midfield to kind of run through and it would take a shot or do you think that but do you think that was the players not wanting to get caught, caught on the counter possibly but I'm not sure I think we just we've always had that kind of problem where we're stuck for ideas when teams sit back on us because mm. we're not really used to it we're much better well I think what it is Harry yeah. isn't it do you think we, we don't really have that many players who can can drop ideas and if you've got Wilf who's out of sorts yeah. then there's not there's not many other players there who can sort of make something happen with a bit of magic yeah. you know, so well, you're, you're a little bit lost there that is two or three games now where we've said Wilf didn't have his best game yeah uh, well we have had a question about him which we might as well answer now but what, what, what do we think is up with that I just think you can't expect him to, to play with that intensity every week he's, he's had such a good season that He's not that he's playing badly, it's just he's no. not reaching the standards that he set for himself between coming back. For, you know, we came back from the injury for the Chelsea game, he's, yeah. he's been pretty much on fire ever since and virtually unplayable in some games. And I think he's probably really, the really thing, tired. And really the thing about Wilf is, uh, you know, obviously we've seen him since he's a young lad, and with young players, there's always inconsistency. But Wilf is 25 now. So you kind of think he's not he's not a young lad anymore. I don't so think he's inconsistency, though. I just think he's just having a little dip in form. I mean, if you want to call that inconsistency, I think that's probably the wrong term. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's very few players go through a whole yeah. a whole season playing 40 to 50 games who are constantly brilliant every game. Yeah. I mean, even players like De Bruyne have an off day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Wilf, you know, he's maybe these the, the off days have been all together. Yeah. And he just looks like it's... Uh, yeah, and it's not that he's playing badly. He's just no. not playing as well as he... Because he, he has been so well, set himself a high. And, yeah, and, but the and he's, there's so much, he's, he's such a shining light yeah. in that team. He's such the diamond in that team that we all look at him. As fans, the media, everybody look at yeah. him because he's the one. Yeah. He's, he's the one, probably the one world-class player we really have, you know? Yeah, the and, and the expectancy is there. So, now, I don't feel as though he's, he's got that weight on his shoulders because I think he's quite cocky about it. But he's, he's only a bit... One or two well, off days. He yeah. did say in an interview a few months ago, didn't he, that he kind of he feels a bit of pressure and he feels like sometimes the fans expect too much. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think you can Fair forgive point. him for the Arsenal performance because nobody was good that yeah. day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. After that twenty minutes, you can't yeah. really expect him to yeah. Yeah. kind of pick the team up. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but uh, when when him and I always felt when him and Balassi were playing, he he seemed to play better when Balassi was injured, and he might. The fact that Sacco's picked up a bit of form, I don't know if that's a coincidence, but he seems okay. to have dropped off. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. That is interesting because we we always kind of thought that actually Balassi on the other wing sort of took pressure off Wilf, but yeah, maybe he needs to be the man. On, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Uh, under the well, spotlight. I think we've we've said that before about Wilf. He he, he needs to be loved, doesn't he? He yeah. He, yeah. he really he really lo- the way he always talks about the fans and how much the club loves him, how much he loves the club. Yeah. So I think he likes to be the the. The, the star of the team yeah but you know I think as well he's had a couple of games where he got a little bit frustrated the other night where referees have been waving him up again yeah. what he what he needs is a referee to give a foul against him in the first two minutes and for him yeah. to feel yeah yeah protected because there must be that element of here we go again well yeah. basically, basically yeah. Every, yeah. there must be an element every time you step onto a pitch the chant, the, you know that you're the number one target for mm. Some pretty brutal tackling, which he has been. But this then season, again, so, the, yeah. you know, there's the argument that's you know that when when you're being booed or you're tired, that brings out the yeah. best in some players. You know, 
Which he has the, done earlier. Yeah. The, the yeah. problem is, as you alluded to, we haven't got somebody with his creativity no, in, in midfield. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, we've that, got, that is a real problem. Even with, you know, Kabayza, um, we just haven't got someone who can unlock mm. opposition. You haven't got a Fabregas, or, or uh, not last night's Fabregas, obviously, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've never had somebody who can just pick that one pass no. or just even carry the ball forward from midfield and... and mm take place without the game like the Bruiner does so it was North, Katie North by the way who asked us a question about oh hi Katie Thanks, and Katie. Ed King hi Ed hi Ed has said uh, will Roy finally put Zaha back on the wing now that we have Sir Sir Lerth Sir Lot so close back up top to partner Ben Tekken. who knows I don't think he's going to partner him is he probably I'd, not initially no. I wouldn't have thought and I don't is think he'll probably find out for a few games will he yeah. no. from what uh, from the videos and stuff and from what People have said he looks like he can also play slightly wide. Mm, he's, right. like, uh, he's been cutting in in like one of those videos. He cuts in from the wing and bends it in. And Brady mm. Hangland tweeted today. Someone asked him what he's like. And he said he's very pacey. So oh, maybe okay. he, he is another option out wide. Oh, that's sure. interesting. Yeah, there are. I mean, as he said, alluded to earlier, there are. He hasn't played for six weeks, I believe, because of the end of the. Yeah, because we bought three players that have had uh, coming off a massive winter break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just why, why would you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so you know, with thirteen games to go, why not bring somebody in on the last day of the transfer window who can't play for another four? No, I'm, I'm sure this will happen. I'm sure this will come in the. I've been, I've been told not to mention the certain. Okay. okay. Uh, well, we but I'm sure this will come up in the second half okay, of the game. Well, 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 it's interesting. No. I mean, it's, it's you're simmering. No, no. It's just I. Let's not pretend it was anything other than an underwhelming transfer window. But yeah, it's interesting that I know West Ham had problems, but they bought. Jao Mario, who went straight into their team and played 90 minutes. Yeah. We haven't yeah, bought anyone who, who looks like they're going to be even competing for first-team places, let alone right away. But it is a balancing like, act, isn't it? Because as Steve Parrish said on the pod a few weeks ago, you're either getting people who are out of favour at their clubs and aren't playing, so won't, won't be match fit. You're either going to get people from foreign countries where their leagues are finished and had a break and they're ready for a transfer because the end season's ended, or you're going to get people who are young and not ready for Premier League. The, the, very rarely you're going to get anyone who's available who's playing for their club at a decent level because clubs yeah. don't want to sell them. Well, it's a championship. World Cup. Yeah. Went to Everton, scored two goals. Yeah, well, the club, the club have also been the club have also been dropping really heavy hints to say that the, we're doing the business it might take till the last minute of the transfer window, but we've yeah. got things set in place. And it, yeah. you clearly doesn't seem to have been the the case, does it? Right. Well, no, I mean there are reports that Amadou came from France and was Amadou. <coughs> it's such a shame we can't sing that song. Yeah. We've got Mamadou. Amadou and Mamadou. If we could have got another Sacco and, yeah, and Amadou to go with Mamadou, that would have been <laughs> you know, wow. for journalists, how much fun would yeah, would, yeah. the Daily Star have with those made up headlines? And and how much would you comedians have had fun with it? Exactly. A lot. And then Guaita, we we were told. Are we, was, we, are we not gonna do this? Should we wait for the second half and do this? <sighs> Because yeah. you did promise there'd be an interval. <laughs> Do you want an interval now? Is that your hint? No, you I'm, happy to, I'm happy to move on. But they, you know. I just feel like the conversation is flowing this way, fun, so we might as well, we it's might as well be go. A long, it's going to be a long conversation, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we might as well, we might as well get into it, because it yeah. you know, it's... It's current. It is current. That is two players in Amadou and Guaita who, who were almost in the, in the door. There's reports that Palace then sort of offered a lower offer for Guaita, who, Guaita, who is available on a free in the summer. And especially with goalkeeper being such an issue and Roy talking about it that that is a frustrating situation there. Well, apparent, well the Amadou thing by all accounts we nearly signed him in the summer mm. uh, and talked to him this time last year 
the keeper, I'm, I'm with Harry. I don't think the keeper is as urgent uh, as everybody thinks it is, but it doesn't disguise the fact that he apparently had a medical, we apparently had a deal sorted. He was apparently here in the country. Mm-hmm. And then he's now, he's, he's our player, but he's not coming till the summer. It's like, it's it, it, clear that something's not quite right with this window. And it, it's, it, it's only hindsight will tell us whether these players are, are really good. They're all, and there's the other issue as well. It's great bringing in three youngsters from abroad. What, what, what does that say about our own academy? And our own youngsters. And, and our uh, scouting system. And how good they are. The and youngsters also, is a good issue. We have our questions that. We'll go yeah. to that later. And, and that also, you know, in, in terms of a lack of cohesive thinking, like I say, he's, we bring in Serlot, who's a six foot four centre forward. We've got two wide players now, because mm. we got rid of Kai Kai and, and Ladapo. It's not real, and their wages can't have been huge. No. So if anything happens to Townsend or Zahal, who's supplying the balls for these players? It just seems to be a lack of joined up thinking. And it's a. F- yeah, why does Hugill go to West Ham and not and not Palace when every single report said that Preston had dropped him for the game against Forest because he was coming to Sellers Park? So what happened? What happened? Because something's amiss somewhere, isn't it? Sort of, yeah, if you, I'd, as I say, I don't know how good Sellot is or how good the other players are, but I'd rather have a player who scored ten goals in the Championship than a player who scored ten goals in the Danish yeah. Super League yeah. for eight million quid as well. It's almost like we, we've. It, in fact, we've lost. You know, we've 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 lost Kai Kai. We've lost Ladapo. We've lost Sacco, albeit to injury. We brought one striker in. We're, we're two strikers short, fewer than we had this time yeah. last week. Yeah. So our, our our solution to the striking problem is to get rid of two strikers. It's crazy. And, and not bring in a goalkeeper. And, and Hodgson himself has said since way before the window, we need two strikers. We need a goalkeeper. He's been making that perfectly plain. And whatever. The, and I know it's. Yeah, Steve Parrish told us how difficult it is, and but you do then you think, well, have we been after Serlot for months and the deal just took, or was he a panic buy because we didn't? Well, the know, reports but, were, there were reports that were Harry that we had lots of different options lined up for striker, for goalkeeper, for various positions. But as Steve said on the podcast, everyone's looking for the best deal to mm. get either selling or buying, and because there's so much pressure and it's middle of the season, inevitably a lot of things are going to fall apart, aren't they? Yeah, and I think it's. I don't know, I'm kind of excited the fact that we decided to take a risk from a from a foreign league because I mm. think we've been saying for a long time our first eleven is very strong. We just don't have the depth, so we're happy with our, our current first eleven. But we just needed the the depth on on the bench. So I think Serlot will provide that. The thing about like with Kaiko and Ladapo, even when Zahar's been injured, Bentego's been injured, mm. Townsend, Hodgson clearly doesn't want to use them, yeah. so he sent them out to yeah, to get more experience. So I don't think they're necessarily the answer in his eyes. And I don't know the scouting system. The people whoever scouted Serlot and uh, Racket, they obviously rate them. So, well, that's the worrying thing, though. If, if that comes back to the thing we talked about on many pods, if Hodgson doesn't, I mean, Ladapo was only bought in eighteen months ago. Yeah, but Kai Kai is a, a product of our academy, and he's one of those players that we've been told for quite some time is a really exciting prospect. And Hodgson, who's not been averse to using young players in the past. If he thinks our best academy player isn't good enough and we have to bring young players in from abroad, that's slightly worrying. But the, what, there's one slight anomaly is that we, everyone's suggesting, I know Ed Malian suggesting that when it came to Guaita at the last minute, we, we tried to undersell, we tried to get a discount. But that doesn't make sense considering we've clearly overpaid for Serlock. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Norwegian and press, Danish press, so if, if we've offered eight million quid for, uh, you know, 
Uh, yeah, and he's a, he's, he's a prospect, but he's not for a player. Potential. He's, yeah. yeah, and eight million quid runs, that's a lot of money for potential when you could have spent that on Jordan Hugill. And the, the, the you know, Sherlock looks good on the videos, but he hasn't, he scored two goals in the Dutch first division over quite a long period. He scored, he's, he's not, I don't think he's a player that the rest of Europe had been after. And, and the thing is, as well, and I think Harry's absolutely right, we have, we've improved our squad, but that's not necessarily the point of the transfer window. Hmm. We have, you, you, You'd be hoping to bring players in that are immediate short-term fix. Well, not even a short-term fix, but players, the players that are ready to mm. compete for first-team places, not to compete for places in the squad. We've got we've got plenty of Chung Young Lees. We don't need more Chung Young Lees. Yeah. We're fine. We're, we're fine for them. Thanks very much. What we need <laughs> is players that you think they could go straight into the first team now, if yeah. we needed them. And yeah. we, I don't think we've bought quite apart from the fitness. It doesn't seem to me that we've bought three players that you're going to put. Do you, do you think it's a real problem with this transfer window? Because it seems a lot of clubs have had the same problem, doesn't it? Oh yeah, we're not the only ones. I mean, we're not. The, I'm not. But I'm not making. Yeah. I'm not trying to hide away from the problem that Palace have got. But it it does seem to be that this transfer window is such a it's such a bonkers transfer window. Yeah. You yeah. things are so inflated, mm. and you, most clubs don't get what they want. I mean, you get your Alexi, Alexis Sanchez, and you get these big ones going. Yeah, to for the from, top six clubs, you know, for the top yeah. five or six clubs. And you get a few little things happening. And you, I mean, but this time last year we did we did well. Yeah, you know. But even then, there were the you know. Yeah, but how many of us would have been last year? I, we can listen back to the possibly. Yeah. We would be we were raving about Luca Milivoje. No, of course we were, we're happy, no. but we never heard of him. But yeah. you know, so the, but at you least know, he could play straight away. Yes, he could play straight and away. And he was captain of his country. Yeah. Yes, he was. So he played Champions League. Yeah, he played Champions League. He was okay. He was okay. So that thing you were saying earlier on about players. Yeah, obviously... I've heard. From, I've heard from someone who's got contacts at um, Premier League clubs saying um, that actually they can't believe we've got Sirlot and he's actually very highly rated and and has a lot of potential. So uh, if he was f- if he was fully fit, would you expect him to start on Sunday? <sighs> I don't know. So he's not better. He's not, he's, not, he's not better than what we've got. That's my point. We haven't. Yeah, it's, it's great to improve the squad. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. But. That's a long-term fix, and it's, we're not in a situation. Yeah, you know, we're we're seven points ahead of where we were this time last yeah. season and last week, no. and it took the new players we brought in a while. But the, all of, four of the new players went straight, I think, into the team for the. We lost four. Second, now, yeah, they, they almost all did actually. I think yeah, they all went yeah. straight into the first. Fact, team. We also signed a left back from a relegation rival last season as well. Yeah, in Van Arnhem. Yes, we did. Yeah. Which is actually very, very strange. I guess in a way you could argue that maybe there just wasn't the options. You know, maybe there just, this year there wasn't the the viable, affordable options for players that can come straight in. Yeah, we're not, and we're not the only. I mean, Newcastle fans are. I mean, I don't think Palace fans are furious. They're just slightly disappointed. But you know, Newcastle I fans think, are furious. I think they're just really frustrated, aren't they? Yeah. Palace fans are just frustrated because you want something to happen in the transfer window. It's, it's that bit you know you want something. Well, the thing is though, what what? Yeah, a lot. A lot I mean, Twitter was very toxic yesterday, and I, I actually I wasn't working for the first time in ages on deadline day, so I actually turned my phone off and just played football manager all afternoon, and it was absolutely brilliant. Took Mansfield up in the playoffs; it was brilliant. <laughs> and um, but then I turned it on about the last half an hour or so, and people were just losing their heads. Like, mm. I get, I know people are angry, but what? Harry would have made people happy yesterday. What <laughs> yeah, window yeah, would have yeah, made yeah. it? I feel like there's probably no winnable. That's a fair I think point. it's the fact that people were expecting a minimum of two or three players, and by gone deadline, we still hadn't announced anyone. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't announce Sirlot till what gone midnight. Yeah, yeah. So I think people wanted us. They just wanted us to get it done early. I think, hmm. and the fact that yeah, it got it got so late, 
and things were falling through. Gaeta and that other who's the other keeper? Was it Rono? Rono. Rono who yeah. did you see? He said he said today in in the Norwegian Scandinavian press that he wants to go and cry in a corner. Yeah. Oh, really? Missing out on Palace twice. Yeah. Wow. Also, I don't, I don't think it helped last night because Sky were having a lot of fun at. Amadou's expense. You know, is he on the train? Is he coming to mm. West Ham first of all? Is he coming to Palace? So I don't think that helps Palace. I don't think it helped that Hugill looked like such a done deal and then yeah, suddenly help. went to West Ham. And then West Ham, you know, Sky reporting that West Ham were really upset because we didn't actually want Amadou. We just wanted to stop them getting him because of Hugill. So all that doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but also, yeah. it doesn't help the armchair warriors who are tweeting angry things when all this is going on. on yeah. On Sky, well, on, that, on that, someone's got a very, uh, Paul King has got a very good question. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. He says, um, as one of the panel said last week, I don't know who that was, why do we get so disappointed in landing a footballer we had n- Never didn't know anything about right. shortly beforehand? Yeah. That's a fair point, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did anybody know anything about. I know there are. I imagine there are people listening to this who will say, oh, yeah, I've been following him since he was 12. But <laughs> us, even Hugill, I mean, because since we got promoted to the Premier League, I've taken no notes of the Championship at yeah. all. No. So no, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say these are players that I've... No. I don't play... F- I think it's just because the transfer window, because it's on Sky and they've got this silly little countdown thing from about middle of October, it's become this big thing that's so heightened. It's almost like you believe we have to have a good window. We have to get loads of players in because Sky are talking about it the whole time. Well, it, becomes, it becomes a self-perpetuating well, myth. It does. It's just, all, all Sky are worried about is that each transfer window breaks the transfer yeah, window exactly. record from the pre- That's all they're worried about. It's all about entertainment then. That's all it is. It's yeah. about viewers. And I think, unfortunately, football fans get sucked into it. Yeah. You know, and, and it's proven... And it's, oh, it's heightened by social media. Da, da, da. It's just everything. It's just... Mm. Uh, but if Palace had had a window where they'd spent, I mean, last season we spent 45 million. Yeah, or something. Yeah. If we'd have spent 50, 60 million in this window on big wages and big names and stuff, despite threat eradication, we'd all be saying, well, hang on, we're risking, risking yeah. the club's financial future. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, all, yeah, that, that's yeah. what we'd be saying. Maybe, you're, maybe the ones that were on Twitter would be going, brilliant, we just got so and so for 35 million. Maybe, yeah. He's got half a leg, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I think also the, the, the Arsenal performance didn't help. Was that sort yeah. of. And uh, I, you know, if we had six more points and we've got people maybe. But yeah. I don't think anybody expected 10 teams to be involved in a transfer. Yeah, and with Swansea winning, Bournemouth winning, people are panicking a bit more than that and, it, and to be fair it might turn out that we've got three really good players yeah exactly yeah. It's just at the moment it doesn't feel like we've got yeah. three players I, it doesn't seem like any of them will be on the bench for no yeah, I, for I don't think we'll see any of them for a couple, couple of weeks no, so. I get why people are angry you, kind of, you do kind of wonder that you kind of said to if, you, if you've been interested in Solok for a couple of weeks like why why going down him two weeks ago yeah, yeah. or want to get him a couple of go down to the gym all we know is he hasn't played because his team had a game for six weeks he yeah. may well have been training, training with someone or playing with someone who knows you know well you would have thought you would have thought somebody in that neck of the woods who in the transfer where they've got four, five or six weeks yeah. off they're looking for a transfer you're telling me if you're that age yeah. of course you're going to train exactly, yeah. of course you're going to keep yourself fit you're not yeah. just going to sit there eating flipping mince pies for six weeks are you Although I, I mean, guess, I, I know I would. I'm, 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 I'm not going to get signed. At the risk of angering some of our Scandinavian listeners, I'm guessing that the intensity and fitness levels in the Danish Super League aren't as... No, but then Johnny Parr came from Scandinavia and he's played 70 games in a year. It's not the best example, is it? Yeah, but he was... No, it's true. He, no, was, he, did. Very he was, was very fit. Very, very yeah, limited, he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not in any way implying that Scandinavians are <laughs> inherently less fit than we are. Not all but Scandinavians were as fit as Thomas Brolin. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> he set the bar very yeah, he really did. <laughs> Right, okay, tell you what, let's take a break there. Um, it, after the break, we've got uh, lots of questions from our listeners. So join us in a bit. 
Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. Very positive. <laughs> um, Pod 244 sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board. Your needs. Go to Vector Okay. Is Vector Villa? Okay. And, <laughs> wow, in unison. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, it's pod two. I was just thinking as I was having a wee in the break. Pod oh, two. It's very graphic, isn't it's it? It's nice to do something while you're having a wee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just want to stare into space. It's pod, <laughs> look at the artwork in my toilet. It's, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pod 244. Yeah. Very close to 250. The big 250 is coming up. Yeah. Is that do, big? Should we do something for it? <laughs> well, we something yeah, for yeah, it? definitely, yeah. What did we do for Should we just do a pod? No, we should do something special. Why don't you do a special pod extra so me and Endicott aren't involved? <laughs> yeah. I've actually done a pod extra. You have? You what? <laughs> oh, whoops. I did it after the... It was a Christmas mm. time, wasn't it, with my mate Mark? Oh, Cricket. Yeah, 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 with Kitters. Yeah, Kitters. Yeah, um, 250, yeah. We should, what did we do for 200? Yeah, we do we actually didn't do anything for 200, did we? Because yeah. I didn't organise anything. But the week before, you said, let's do something yeah. special for 200. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We should do, get a guest on or something. I think we should ask for suggestions. I, think, I think maybe yeah. we should do a live pod. A live pod? Yeah. <laughs> because because this yeah. is not live. We could do this a live. Is, you mean the, like in a venue and no, invite we, people along? And maybe, we should do a, maybe we should do a pod that's not scripted because this is all scripted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if it did that and was all well, scripted? I'll just draw your attention to the one we did with an audience in the waterfront yeah. sometime back, which that that was took fun. me three hours to edit because it was. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, we had an audience in here. We well, did, that's true. Uh, we, we did, did for the news. We did, yeah, yeah. We've improved as a film. One of the audiences is... Is now on the pod. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. one of the audience that didn't break things in the toilet or kitchen is <laughs> on New Year's Eve is here. I think a live pod's a good idea. I yeah. think we, sh- we could do a live... I think we should think this through. Yeah, well, should we well, think it through? Should we, should think, we, yeah, should we not discuss it? No, no, yeah, that's a good idea. I think well, it's we'll special. Discuss it when... Should we discuss it when you're next having a wee in the next... We'll, we'll think it through, but also we'll open it up to listeners. If listeners think that's a good idea and they'd come along to a live pod, then tweet yeah. us and let us know. If we get enough interest, then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll think it about it. We'll think about it. Also, we've only got six weeks to organise it and you work geologically slowly, so <laughs> I think you should be thinking about 300 rather than 250. Well, we've got six weeks. We've got means, got, if we, we use the, we same, end the, of the same sort of things as transfer deadline day, we'll just leave it to the last minute. <laughs> right, <it's laughs> now, quick, do it! <laughs> Oh no! Oh, didn't, happen. didn't happen. Didn't happen. Sorry, lads. You know, just left his last one. That'll turn around like Amadou as well. Yeah. You know, in geology, things take a long time to happen. Right. Okay. Like rocks building up. Cool. That's, that was <laughs> what I was. Like rocks. Yeah. You're comparing my work life to rocks that take a long time to. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Your rocks. Yeah. I'm rock and roll. Ooh. Nice. Right. right. <laughs> Lots of questions from our listeners. The first question relates to uh, an absent podder. It's from. Uh, tweeting Nav Hi Tweeting oh, Nav hi, tweeting Is now. Andy Street still relaxed? Was he relaxed last point? It was very far from I don't know Still <laughs> Has yeah, he ever been relaxed? Take the word still out And put ever in is that, yeah. is that, I don't know He's just What was he relaxed about? Was it about the transfer window Or about life? Yeah, he or? was quite laid back Until Hennessy got mentioned Last week funnily enough <laughs> I, 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 thought he'd been I on did the see a tweet from him Last night saying What are you all worrying about? Hmm. I don't uh, he doesn't uh, like to send tweets like that out, yeah, just, yeah. But he's, just to wind people up he did reply to Nav's tweet and said he is I don't know why he's talking about himself on a third person he's also at a client late today so that's why he's not on the pod so for anyone wondering he's oh, okay. seeing a client is he things sound always a client yeah, really is that what you will he's also got a seven month old baby so I think he might have been on the Tixie Licks as well yeah. maybe maybe yeah. speaking of Hennessy uh, and this is again <laughs> what? Another, what what I was just trying to, I thought 
Yeah, you mentioned Hennessy. Yeah, about street two hours. No, I, I said street. street, I didn't say Hennessy. You said something about street. Anyway, I heard Hennessy, so I'm going to go with it. Um, this is another question. So improv works. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> I heard airplane. I've done improv a few times. It's Have you? It's yeah, really. Very difficult. Um, Thomas Parker. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Says, how much is Andy looking forward to 13 games more event Hennessy? I think we can answer that with... Oh, I can't believe it! <laughs> Reverting <laughs> to the mean. <laughs> long word. Long word, long word. Long word. Yeah, that's about right. Something yeah. like it that. was like he was here in the room. Yeah, I know. Oh, we, I so we're all we're all agreed that Hennessy's the number one keeper now, are we? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, go on, Harry. So um, you think any pretense that Hodgson was making that it was he'd pick different keepers for different games, that's he's I definitely number one keeper. I, I don't I still don't think Roy fancies Julian or Wayne. The the way he talked about a new keeper yeah. in every press conference. Yeah, so, but he, I think he was always talking about how he wanted a third rather than a new number one. Okay. He always wanted to uh, have three. Good, good point, Harry. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, good point. Also, he talked about two keepers, didn't he? Yeah. So well, most Premier League teams have four goalkeepers, don't they? Well, three in an academy keeper. Was probably. It? Was it, it was Pardew that was desperate for four, wasn't it? Was it Pardew? Cause yeah, we had. Because he had a. He well, had we had a, McCarthy. Wayne, Julian. Julian. Julian and that's a good point, Harry. Mandanda. Mandanda. Anyway, enough talking about Andy Street. Um, let's move on to questions. So basically, we had a lot of questions about the transfer window. I genuinely thought they'd, they'd be all negative. They were split down the middle of people being negative oh, and okay. positive. Interesting. I thought it was interesting. So from a negative point of view, Dan of the South. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Is, is it time for the board to finally feel some real pressure from the fans after yet another shocking window? I don't no. think it's shocking. I don't think it's shocking. It's not shocking. I would... It's not exciting. It's not a brilliant window. It's, it's disappointing. Sh- it's not yeah. shocking. It's not shocking. And I, I think they get enough pressure from the fans. Well, it depends what you mean by pressure. If, you, if you're talking about tweets at one end, or you're talking about not going to games or sending season tickets, but I, yeah. I think we we're lucky enough to have a board that is very aware of, mm-hmm. you know, compared and contrast Leeds United. And I think we've got a, a we board have we that, have a board that had the that had the balls. To sack a manager after four games and <laughs> yeah, bring in yeah. Roy, so I yeah. wouldn't say our body's you know pretty useless. I think they're, I think being fans as well. I think they're fairly aware of the. I mean, they're, they're across the message boards. They know what people are saying about them. Yeah. Steve Parrish confronts fans directly when perhaps he shouldn't. So I think these. But they're not um, against or what's the word I'm looking for? Bereft of criticism, like they you know they they can be criticised. Yes. Oh yeah, they don't. They, they will take, and there will be times when they should be. Well, Steve Parrish said when he was interviewed in our pod that there are times when he he reads a tweet or a, and he goes oh, that that might be a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so he does sometimes take. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Daily Star needs to leave him alone. I mean, that constant <laughs> barrage <laughs> of the <laughs> mail. <laughs> 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 yeah. So no, I yeah, it's shocking. I, I'm not. I'd be interested to see what he thinks. What sort of pressure we should be talking about? I mean, I feel like we've had worse windows. Well, we had the one where all we bought was Eddie Bayor. That was the worst window. Yeah, yeah. That was shocking. That was shocking. <laughs> when yeah. we were clearly yeah. on the slide. I mean, it's... And it was clearly a play before he put a Palace shirt on you knew he wouldn't really care. Yeah. 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 Whereas these players were brought in, they, it's, they, they're, they're going up a level. Yeah. 
So they've got something to prove. So you look at someone like Adjbayor, or you get something of that calibre, they're going down a level. It's just like yeah. they're just biding their time yeah. until they can go off on holiday for yeah. the rest of their yeah. lives. Like, Whereas these players are going, right, you know what? You don't think I'm any good because you don't even know me. I'm six or four and from Norway. You've never heard of me, yeah. but I'm going to prove to you I am. So hopefully... But, and that feels, in a way, a game to but that feels very good. palace. It's something but, to prove. But also the, the people who are saying, well, you know, Batshuayi, <laughs> Giroud, why aren't we in for those sort of players? Because they're not going to come to us. Hmm. Basically, that means Giroud. Would, why would Giroud come to Palace? We can't afford that, that level. I imagine mm. Batshuayi's wages is probably yeah. probably higher than Kabayas. We can't afford that sort of player. So it's just. I think there was a certain level of expectation from the club. I think that's why there's so much disappointment in that. I think the club are probably slightly disappointed with what's happened, but we we kind of all thought that there were big things happening and mm. that we would be getting two big mm. players in and that. That so hasn't happened. I, I, I kind of feel I feel more comfortable with players who have something to prove, like mm. these guys, mm. you know, and, and going back in time, the demos and the melees of this world yeah, that exactly. come up from nowhere and become these kind of cult heroes through mm. effort and stuff. Then actually, when we sign the big players, the Benteke, the Kabayas, obviously it's great, but I'm always feeling like th- this feels more like it's going to go wrong than the other way around. It's easier I, to I become a cult hero in the championship. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, let me think of a Premier League one. Scott done, da- well, Scott Dam, when we signed Dan in, in that January window. He's a Premier League. Scott Dam is already a... Yeah, oh, no, he's pleased with Blackburn. But time. my point is, it was yeah. it, you know, someone, something to prove. Cheaper transfer fee. Yeah, More no, felt I, like I, a I, I mean, just, I mean uh, Harry will probably know this better than I do as a journalist, but I'm sure things like sell-on value and... Uh, wages for young players were, were in their mind. I mean, the last uh, Steve Parrish made it quite plain that we weren't going to be getting that. That was his issue with Pulis. Like, we're not going to be buying 30, 31 year old players and giving them three year contracts and, and yeah. no relegation clause yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, we, and you do spend less on younger players and then you are buying potential, but sometimes potential doesn't fully realise itself. And it depends the on the situation you're in because we are still in a relegation battle. Maybe right now we don't need potential. If we stay up next season, we do need potential, but. Yeah. Now's yeah. a different story. Okay, yeah, and think- also, I think uh, the other thing as well is because it clearly was a decision to make about. I think a lot of people assumed that Loftus Cheek would be going back to Chelsea and we'd get a Premier League player on loan to replace him. Oh yeah, because that, that. that was a decision the club made to keep to keep Loftus Cheek. So that's been, that's been yeah, confirmed, is it? Yeah, he's staying. The offer the offer was there to, for Chelsea to take him back, and okay. Hodgson and Paris decided. So that must suggest that actually he's maybe not too far away from returning. I should also think it suggests that we're looking to sign him full time yeah. next season because I think in the long term I thought that was the right thing to do to keep to keep Loftus Cheek. Speaking of that, then if I can put this to, to Harry, a question from Duncan Ray. Hi, Duncan. Says, isn't it about time that people started judging the successor or the failure of a transfer window by the quality of the new players' performances? Rather than the number of signings, it's a fair point, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I think, so. I think a low risk as well. The fact that uh, this Jack guy he costs what three three million pounds, yeah. and he could turn out to be a failure, but he could turn out to be the new Van Dyke, and we sell him for seventy million in a few years. Yeah. So I think it's if we if we brought in ten new players, that might disrupt the squad as well, bringing in too many new faces, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have time to gel. I think it, obviously it wasn't a good transfer window, but I think we got the the bare minimum. It was, it's not a disaster, but we got we got covering the right places. Yeah, and it, it's, uh, to be fair, it's like a good that. question, and we did sort of say that at start. You, you, you judge this transfer window in April, May, rather than yeah. than now, because they are an unknown quantity. To I, I like what Harry said about low risk. I think low risk actually <coughs> really it fits the Sensors. Palace brand, doesn't it? Or, yeah. or, or the Palace structure. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, and what also is you don't know. I mean, there's that possibility of Wenger still 
despite the fact they spent a lot of money in Aubameyang, he's fingers still moaning about the cost of the stadium impacting on how much they can spend on players. Mm-hmm. It might be that Steve Parrish wants to manage the finances such that we've got enough money to start building the new stand. I mean, that's yeah, obviously going to have an effect point. on in yeah. the future. Yeah, we keep hearing. I don't know. It seems to apply only to us, but we keep hearing mainly from Andy Street dark whispers about financial fair play, which. But no one still knows what it is. I mean, he's explained it on this pod, and I still don't really know. No, no, I still don't understand that expected goals per game thing either, which he tries yeah. to explain yeah, to me. I that I get more. I do get that more. Well, yeah. Man City was one point four last night after they scored three goals. It doesn't matter. Let's not, let's, not, let's, let's not go. Let's not go down that route. But it's but again, that's, there, there may be other issues that we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just on the Amadou one quickly. Selhurst under lights. Hi, Selhurst. Has put, have any of the panel ever boarded the Eurostar only to have their employer tell them to come back? I've had my wife tell me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so Euro, I'd get on a Eurostar just, on the, yeah. just to go and sit outside a football club. It's great, Eurostar. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's slightly, because who was it? It was... Um, was it the West Brom player who went and sat in QPR's car park? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wingy, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's slightly... I mean, because the way Sky were talking about that, he was pleading with, with Leo to let him go. And, mm. But you've... I mean, you said you've heard rumours that Amadou's not better than anything we've got anyway in terms that's of That's what I've heard, but obviously that's one person's opinion, but yeah. someone who knows about this kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, there'll be other people that might say different. It'd be more sad if he'd come from Spartak Moscow, but it is one stop on the Eurostar. <laughs> 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 Essentially, basically, I know it's a different country, but it's like it is only one stop. It's like Forty-five right. minutes, and it's like yeah, it's actually not that far. You can get back in the same night, essentially. Yeah, yeah. and I imagine he was in first class. Probably, yeah. I guess. You never know. We have had a few questions on the subject of uh, Mr. Douglas Friedman, which uh-huh. I'm going to send you away, Kevin. If yes, <laughs> all right. Um, they're all on the same sort of sub- subject. Um, David Martin Budd. Hi, David. His parish stated that he needed a sporting director for transfers. Do we feel, based on who we got in January, that this has paid dividends? And I'll just add on top of that, Stu1984 said, what exactly has Douglas been up to for the last four or five months? That's <laughs> uh, a tricky one, I, isn't it? I, I wish I had some insight. It, I, I thought it was... Um, well, I would think it's... I was trying to read implied criticism into anything that a club said about Dougie Freeman. I, I thought it was interesting that... Uh, Roy Hodgson deflected a question the other day about uh, transfers and recruitment by saying that's something you need to ask yeah. our chairman and our director of football. Uh, it, it, I think the club's problem is that they, they distinctly stated that Dougie Freeman was in there to manage transfers and to bring players in. And we said at the time, well, he hasn't particularly got experience in that. You'd, you'd imagine that the, the Jordan Hugill thing would have come from Dougie, but you don't quite understand why he would suddenly be expected to be able to deal with mm. bringing foreign players in considering we did quite a decent job have there been any quotes from Dougie over this no. transfer period he's nothing I think he's very uh, I mean, made I, a point of not being I mean I know he's naturally a quiet person doesn't like the media and talking but if you're the director of football of a Premier League club then surely one of the one of the things of your job should be speaking to the fans and the press and the public. I mean, well, I, if I don't if get it. If we're told that his main role as director of football is player recruitment, mm-hmm. and that it was clearly implied that you know during the summer that we wouldn't be having issues bringing players in now because we've got a system in place. Uh, to be fair to, I can't I'm not allowed to say Doogie because that's short for Dougal apparently. Mm. Doggy short for Douglas. So I've been told by somebody at the club. But um, <laughs> is uh, it Douglas? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it might be that we wouldn't have got any of the three players we got in without, yeah. without Dougie Freeman. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. know, but yeah. it's, it's odd when you, you're told that we're bringing somebody in to bring players in and then you see so much uncertainty about it. And again, if there's one thing the club hasn't done brilliantly in the past, it's, it's communicating at the right time. It's like sometimes they tell us things we don't need to know and sometimes they don't tell us things. And it would be quite, it would solve a lot of problems if Dougie or Steve Parrish were to say, these were the players we were after. These are the reasons we didn't get them. As, the without thing, go, without you, giving up yeah. business details yeah, inside or, or inside yeah. information, or, information or jeopardising transfers that may be happening in the mm. summer but it would be nice even if even if there's a statement saying like a lot of clubs we had difficulty getting players it was you know why why didn't we go for Amadou why did you know that'd be nice that, that's all and that, and that that cuts out 75% of the tweets most of this pod <laughs> but it would, it would but help, don't you know. do you think Harry that, that if we'd have brought a director of football in called Dave Smith from nowhere that there wouldn't be this scrutiny on the director of football role because it's Dougie and it's someone that's got to the history of the club that we all suddenly seem to care more about what the director of football does. Uh, yeah, definitely. The fact that he's he's had that whole controversy of being manager and then leaving. People have obviously... Uh, some people have obviously got a thing against him and they, they're looking for something to criticise him against. I'm not naming any names. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure what, the, what his actual role is. But so I don't know how involved he was in those transfers. But yeah, definitely. I think if it was someone else, there. But then the blame would just go towards Parish, wouldn't it? So blame, the blame <laughs> has to go somewhere. Yeah. People just want someone to blame. Absolutely. But you, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that Roy Hodgson's knowledge of European football is probably quite extensive. Yeah, yeah. Certainly Scandinavian <laughs> football. Yeah. Because he spent the time he spent there. Um, the amount that we know he takes a keen interest in. in continental football but so you don't know how much of it but you, then again you don't know whether it's the way it works you don't know whether the manager goes to the sporting the, fun, the director of football and says I want these three players or whether the director of football goes to the manager and says you should get these you, three you should get these three players so again that's something well that's Roy not, was at a book signing wasn't he on, on deadline day I think so clearly well, the, had left, left it for but the manager really yeah, gets involved I would in have the, thought the manager the, we needed the, on the technical you know he's not going to be at St Pancras picking up with a sign saying Amadou is he <laughs> but that, but that thing you're saying but JD that thing you're saying if he was called Day Smith then there'd be no scrutiny but he's not he's called Dougie Freeman yeah. Yeah. and he was brought in knowing he was brought in everybody knows who Dougie Freeman is it's like that is just a non-argument in my book it's, <laughs> okay. it, it's Dougie Freeman yeah. I don't care it's not Dave Smith <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean so yeah. it's Dougie Freeman Dave there's Dave a history Smith. Dave Smith would have been great if we could get Dave yeah. Smith he's really good he's just really the other good. thing as well with Dougie is you think if there's one division that Freeman should know inside out and back to front it's the championship mm-hmm. and there's a couple of players it was it was a player who Oliver Burke yeah exactly we thought the reason Freeman got a job specifically was to bring Burke to Palace and yeah. that didn't happen so yeah. it's he's not Harry Redknapp. he's not his demeanour is not someone you kind of you don't imagine that agents are going to be going oh crikey he's happy go lucky dog on the phone you were, can't like, make a big song and dance about bringing an ex-player an ex-manager back to the club and then yeah. and then try and brush it under the carpet yeah, yeah. it's just you know, I'm like, you, you know you can't give with one and take with the other it's just, it, dude, life doesn't work like that you know what yeah, I mean you okay. can't go oh no we brought one of but our you can see why Dougie wants to just you know no, do no, things no, behind but, the scenes well not really because they, they, they must have been aware because of course they were aware because people told them it was a very divisive appointment in the first place and nothing has happened 
has has placated the people who thought it was a bad move. It's as simple as that. It's, if if Dougie Freeman had done a fantastic, had kept us in the loop, told us what was happening, brought players in, and he went, oh well, that's interesting. And it may well be that he has. Yeah. To be fair, we don't know, but he hasn't done anything to make people that were all he needs to do is just one Unless. one big interview, you know, with somebody and just yeah, saying, yeah. you know, just setting it all well, around. Palace TV, I'm not saying he should do it with us or with the star, but. Chris Grierson's it's not going to be Frost Nixon is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, most of Chris's questions I think if is anyone out. can get decent stuff out of Dougie it'll be, it'll be Chris yeah because most of his questions are why are you so great no but he's very, <laughs> he's very, he's very yeah, good no, no, but he does throw in and, and uh, the fourth question is why did you f*** up the transfer <laughs> that's how Chris works he's really good but, but he, he, it's really strange that the, the one person that yeah we've got a chairman who's who's not backwards at coming forwards, mm. who will ask to be on the pod, who, who will mm. who will tweet his, his feelings. But we've got a director of football, you know, Roy Hodgson. You, I mean, you both know you've seen him in uh, most post-match mm-hmm. press conferences. Yeah. He's articulate, he's yeah, thoughtful. Yeah. He will answer most questions that are, are put to him, except about the he's job, good, and quite yeah. rightly so. And yet, the one person that we don't hear a peep from in, uh, at all on any level is the director of football. And yet. I I'm, I'm, would imagine the director of football is possibly the most important person at the at the club in terms of so running, in two months the, running the, the strategy because you, you'd like to think that the, the transfer policy is a long term thing it's not just for one transfer window so you'd, it would be nice if it just seems odd that there's that strange black hole when the rest of the club are tr- mm. actually quite good at trying to yeah. I mean, there's obviously yeah. there's it doesn't always run smoothly with the communication, but you know we do have a chairman that is commun- you know that will interact with fans, mm-hmm. you know whether whether it be as he's getting in and out of his car in the car park yeah. or whether it's on Twitter or whether he's on this pod or on other pods or whatever, but or on the telly or on the radio. Yeah. So, and you've got a director of football, and all the every Palace fan knows who he is. Yeah. It's not like it's. Dave Smith. I mean, I mean, I, I just, well, the thing just, is, as well, we know, we know, Dave Smith. We know, <laughs> we know he's uncomfortable. You know, he's not. He's, he's quite. He's not like Steve Parrish. He's not a, I, a natural I, I, people I person. That, but, but, but at the same time, so I happen what? to know that. Talk, it's your talk, job, mate. You're getting paid for it. Get on with it. He knocks back every request for a radio interview that he's he's yeah. asked to do, and sometimes as a, a Premier League football club. And Harry will know this. It's part of the PR job. Part of your job is sometimes to say, "Well, I don't particularly want to talk to the press, but I, I have to." It's part of the, it. Goes with the. It goes he with can the do territory. it because he had to do it when he was. Of course he did, and we know he managed it. I don't think he ever liked. He no, but that's beside the point. Beside the point. That's why I always used to get so cross with the Premier League when Ferguson refused to talk to him. It's part of your contract. Yeah, it's written in the club's contracts with the Premier League that managers have to make themselves available for a certain amount of time after a game. And it should be, and you know, you just have to grin and bear it. You just have to go. Look, it's going to take half an hour, but I've got to do it. Yeah. Well, Pulis famously stands yeah. up during his pressers because he yeah. doesn't want to sit down because he hates them so much. Yeah, well, they all. I don't think there were many managers. Harry will say, I don't think I've been to a lot well, of press conferences. Sure I, don't a few. Think, I don't think. Well, a couple. Were like Klopp sound, obviously loves it. Like the sound of it after they've won, but there aren't yeah. many managers who actively look forward to the the interviews. I think they would all happily yeah. not have to do them and of just get on with would. their day. Yeah, of they would. Um, just on more transfers. I'll put this on to Harry from Austin Finn. Hi, Austin. Says, is it really that hard to sell Jordan much? Huh. <laughs> well, no one wants him, do they? We don't want him. No one else wants him. <laughs> Bolton. Well, Bolton wanted him. Bolton's. Well, what was the Bolton's own reason website? why that broke down? Well, Bolton's main fan site was celebrating the fact that they were about to sign Lee back and Jordan much. Mm. But it so seems we, it's impossible to get both. We bought him for five million pound off the Premier League club. He must be. Yeah. He must be on. I don't know how much, 40 grand a week or something? So I suspect it's the same reason he didn't go to uh, Burton in, in August, yeah. which is he's on too much money. Mm. Or back 
Maybe, yeah. Or maybe we'll plan on using them. Who knows? <laughs> Get out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tabloid would be a twist, twist, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's, that's the last time you're on this pod, mate. I'm joking. I haven't seen much. <laughs> <laughs> you're too much. Um, Chris K. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Says, will we ever sign Kahuma Babakar? <laughs> I'm not sure it exists. <laughs> <laughs> like Kaiser Soze. <laughs> It's like a third window in a row now that we've been looking at. But, well, it's the same as Emma but goes back to my point about Hugill, Babacar's actual scoring record in top flight football is shocking. Hmm. So why, why, you know, why are we going for players like that instead of Jordan Hugill who scored 12, 13 goals in the, yeah. in the championship? And I, I, think, I think sometimes as well, clubs think that fans want... Oh, he's quite glamorous. He plays for a Serie A team, therefore... He must be good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Ede's response was quite funny. He was like, I'm not, why would I go to Palace? <laughs> did he say that? Yeah, pretty much, essentially. Why did he, said, <laughs> he said, I'll go to a team that's at the same level as the team I'm at now, and that yeah. clearly isn't... Yeah, clearly isn't because yeah. Palace. Uh, I think sometimes... I think Steve Parrish in particular likes to be associated with a bit of glamour, so I think yeah. you know, Babacar's a more glamorous name than yeah. Jordan Hugill. He got a move in the end, didn't he? He went on loan somewhere, I think. Did so he go? Yeah. Don't, so, don't know where, but that's interesting. <laughs> Good research, Eddie. Um, all right, okay. Well, we, obviously, at least he didn't. I mean, the frustrating thing would be if he went to a Premier League club and scored 12 goals in the rest of the season. So, oh, well, it would, it as would it be, will be if Hugo scores. Typical balance. If Hugo um, scores. We, you, one of you touched on youth earlier, and I'm going to oh, go back to now oh with, oh a, with a question from oh, lordy, lordy. Stuart Norris. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Yeah, Says, um, with understandably no one having faith in fringe players such as Chungi or Much, isn't it about time we to have some of our promising youth players, youngsters, on the bench? I was also surprised and disappointed that Kaiko went out on loan as we do not have a natural wing cover for Wilthor Townsend, which is what you said earlier. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's a short answer. I, it, I, I'm not as adverse to Chung Yong Lee as a lot of other people. I think there was a time when he looked half decent, mm. but he is the sort of player you should be replacing. But I think long term it does. There is a worry about the the academy. If you know, if if it's someone like Roy Hodgson who is a manager, yeah, a lot of you know, Pardew Pulis made no bones about the fact they didn't want to play kids in mm. Premier League relegation battles. Hodgson's not that sort of manager. But if he, you know, if a manager who wants to give young players a chance doesn't want to give our young players a chance, that is a that is a worry. If if you're you know, if you're taking a risk on youngsters from Sweden and from Norway and for there is there is an argument though that if you don't if you don't rate Chungi and much then you might as well play a youngster might you I mean is there is there much difference well, or is, it, is it purely just a top top flight experience thing I don't know it's a tricky one isn't it it's, well clearly they're, they're, well much I don't much is never going to be on the bench again no Lee he clearly doesn't rate Lee either. So, I, I mean, I don't know how you physically make, apart from actually putting him on the same train that Amadou just got off, I don't see how you can <laughs> physically get... If a player... We saw that at Chelsea with Bogart, if a player is perfectly happy to take the wages and, and yeah. train with the kids. And, yeah. and also, any team that wants much is going to say, well, as we said before, he hasn't played first-team football for two years, so yeah. he's not going to go straight into any first-team, you imagine. And, the, you know, by all accounts, his temperament is a, quite a difficult trainer. Mm-hmm. As they say, so you know, football clubs know these things, and 
I mean, from by all accounts, Lee's still really enthusiastic. But you know, you just have to accept sometimes that you made a mistake in buying these. But we bought them at, when we were at a different level. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Very true. But, but both uh, in the same window, I think, as well. Yeah. Didn't we? well we did. But again, it would be interesting for the club to to explain why we. Well, I know probably they wouldn't explain the negative, would they? But Can I mean, you can't imagine that it's a situation where while we're still paying their wages, we can't afford to bring in somebody else in. Surely. Let me just ask Harry: Your, your team much? Are you team Chungy as well? Uh, I, I don't hate the guy. Uh, <laughs> he's not my ideal first eleven, but I think I don't know if Hodgson's going to give him a chance. But I think he'd be better in this kind of this four four two system we've been playing because we're not necessarily playing wingers. We've been playing. Yeah, yeah. has been out wide. Yeah. McCarthy's been out wide. Yeah. So he might be suited better to that kind of yeah. playing out wide, but coming inside because he's yeah. he's very good on the ball. He just doesn't do a lot else. That's a good, I mean, to be fair, yeah. you know, six weeks, well, eight weeks ago, we'd be saying the same about Bakary Sacco. Why have we not got, got him off the wage bill? And yet he turned into a player that mm-hmm. looked half decent. So it could be that, I mean, Jordan March is a, is a lost cause, but, you know, Lee's still... I think I think Lee has got, you know, he's, there's, there is glimmer there. There are, there, there are times when he's coming off the bench and he's actually done all right. You know, he's actually added something. He's, he's got, he, he hustles other teams, you know. He, he yeah. does get in there, he chases and he runs. And I think, you know, you sometimes need that. With much, you don't really get much. Yeah, they didn't help that Lee's first touch against Burnley away was to give the, well, the goal yeah. away. Oh, so. assist, though. Yeah. Got an assist. assist. But the thing <laughs> with the but Bolton fans were really, really excited about the possibility yeah. of Lee going back. He's a, he's a hero there. So you kind of think... Mm. In that circumstance, I mean, that's a good way out for him. That's not that's not losing fame. I mean, that's going back to a club where he's regarded as a hero and he can say, well, I'm here to save Bolton and then fine. But as you say, it's probably the wages. And he can go there, there, prove himself and then yeah. Hodgson will be like, oh, well, maybe he's yeah, yeah. one of yeah. the players there. Yeah. Um, we had a question about loans from Panda Arms 101. Hi, Panda. Ooh. And if anyone knows the answer to this, then happily let us know. Can, can you still sign loan players from abroad with a loan-to-buy deal? Because we can't sign any more domestics, can we? No, you can only have two from the Premier League. Can we? Do you know how? I think we, we can do more loans because we, we could loan from abroad. Yeah, not obviously not now. Not now. We can't now. No, 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 there's no, no loan window. No, 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 no. We could have done. We could have. There's done. a loan window. I don't know how realistic it was, but there was a link with Shirley yesterday, which would have been yeah, yeah, there was. incredible. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if if it's the case this season, but in the previous seasons, there's been a loan window for outside the Premier League for. Two right. weeks, so which, championship which clubs. goes on a bit longer, doesn't it? That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, but no, we can't. Premier League clubs can't. Okay, make loans outside can, the transfer window. A, if we haven't filled out the twenty-five, we can get a free yeah. transfer. Okay, oh, out of con- we out yeah. of contract. We can get a player that's out of contract, which would be. Have they done the twenty-five then? Because remember, remember in August there was talk about they left a space, didn't they? It's all confused, so and they never got anyone. No. Um, right, final few questions then for this part. Uh, Peter Windsor. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter Windsor. Says, if slash when we survive this year, come on, Peter, be positive. Yeah. Is it time Yikes. for a bit of a clear out and to get some balance in the squad? Balance of positioning and wages, etc. I think that probably would be a bit of a clear I th- out. I think, it's, I think we're coming to the end of... I think we're coming we're to that point. Yeah, I, think we're, I wouldn't say clear out, I'd just say a uh, little shake-up. There's quite a few out of contract, isn't there? Yeah. There? Yeah. yeah. Is Kelly out of contract? Kelly. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Bakery. But we've been saying for two seasons that surely next season we'll have a bit of a clear out. A bit yeah. Of a, you know. yeah. But then I think the fact is... Everyone that's out of contract, if they leave, we're down to the bare bones again and we yeah. have to bring in more. Yeah. 
But that's all right. We've got a director, um, we've got a director of football who's clearly will, across, across, all, across it, all this. It will be a summer where we've got Hodgson as the manager and he's, he'll have been here for most of we the hope. season. <laughs> yeah. Well, well who yeah, knows? He'll have been here for yeah. most of the season. So he'll he'll have a good idea of, you know, I'm sure he's got a good idea anyway already, but he'll he'll already, I would think, putting the director of football out of this. But I'm sure Roy will be already thinking about the summer mm-hmm. and who he's looking at and what to do with yeah. the squad. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure him and Parrish are already talking about the summer. They have to be. Yeah, they have to be. I'm sure they are. And, you know, the Gaeta thing, we're assuming it's money. It might be that Hodgson said, I don't want to throw a new keeper in in the middle of a Premier League season. So get him in on the first day of the transfer window in the yeah. summer. Give him plenty of experience yeah. before the... Because that's... Well, and then they know they're getting for free in the summer. Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. you know, give him seven or eight friends, give him the chance to get used. Because it, I think it would be actually a bit of a risk to throw a new keeper into the middle of a Premier League season at the sharp end of the... True. But well, we saw with Mandanda, it's a risk sometimes taking a brilliant keeper, throwing him in at the start of the season. Yeah. Doesn't always, Especially, doesn't always count. Like you said, pre-season, I think, it, uh, mid-season, sorry, it'd be unfair as well. Because yeah. people feel so strongly about our current goalkeeper situation yeah. they'd kind of be expecting him to yeah yeah, yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and yeah. then he's coming into a new league he's not playing he doesn't necessarily speak English so yeah, yeah. it would take him a while to adjust mm. um, right final few questions Lee Garrard Hi, Lee. Says, when can we expect to see Connor Wickham again never <laughs> I think end of, end of season I think, is that that I think that's what Roy is said it, is yeah. that gone yeah end of the season um, and then finally Panda well, yeah. no, what, no, what else did I say? No, 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 not, no, 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 just go around the subject for a bit if you want. N- not this season, I think, is the answer. Yeah. Not never. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think it's it's quite not sweet, but I think it's good that Roy does keep mentioning him, does keep saying that he's an option to, to come back. But I think he keeps mentioning because he's the only other striker we've got, isn't he? Well, <laughs> well, the only worry is when you have yeah. someone that's had that many injuries and that long out, yeah. at the top yeah. level to come back and be able to perform, as talented as he is. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. Final question is from Panda Arms 101 again. Hi, Panda. And he's put in capital letters, positive question. Although he's just made a statement. We're 13th. Three points off 10th. We're 12th, aren't we? Isn't that amazing? No, 13th. 13th. Three points off 18th as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well well caveated. Um, Yes, it is amazing. Every, 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 Yeah, it is. Everything we we say has to be put into context of the first seven games of the season. Mm. And, all that. and and the the fact is why I'm not at, at I'm, you know, the table. It, it doesn't you don't like to look down too much, but the fact is we're 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 getting one point four four points a game at the moment, mm-hmm. and we look like a team that's that, that's not going to suddenly stop. Yeah, yeah, we've, we're, we've a, we're to, not going down, are we? I don't think so. Well, no, it turns out four. We're not on it. We're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, we're actually. We're not. Yeah, we're going up with a little bit of a. Right. But, you know, we're, yeah. we're in the right direction. We're doing all right. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, we're, we're doing, doing fine. We've got that little spell of games with Everton, Chelsea, Tottenham, mm-hmm. Man U. Mm-hmm. But who would say we won't like back in September, October? Yeah, but uh, that we won't uh, get something. But you know, Chelsea are not the threat. There's, you hope that Chelsea haven't got a new manager by the time they play us. Yeah. Everton away if we can beat Leicester 3-1 away we can get something at Everton and then in the last seven or eight games we've got teams pretty much all the teams that are around us so yeah. I think we need a point a game to stay up and I can't actually can't see that not happening Good. pretty much all, yeah. all the teams of this league are beatable even Man City are beatable because we well, almost we did oh, exactly we yeah. almost did so you know I don't think you look at your Man United you know you look at your Spurs all, all these teams are beatable on, yeah. you know, on the day and I think we're only we, five points beyond Burnley that's all we, 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 uh, we, really we have we have a first team that's capable of 
yeah. doing that. So you, it is it. It's positive. And our record against teams around us is much better than it has been in the past. And yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I think you look at you look at Huddersfield's recent records. Newcastle, was, you know, there, there are teams that, are, and for all that people keep saying Pardew's doing a good job at West Brom, they still don't keep winning games. No. And they're bottom, aren't they? Yeah, six well, points behind us. So, and uh, those teams around us, we're not we're not conceding against them. Yeah, because I, I looked it up in the uh, point. the fourteen. If you take out the top six, the fourteen games we played under Hodgson, we've only conceded thirteen goals. Well, really, oh, really, and only three of them were Hennessy. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Top stats. Oh. Did you hear that street? That's good journalism. That is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Dominic Firefield from the Guardian is listening to this because he, <laughs> he didn't come out with that level of journalism, did he? Right. Well done, the Daily Star. <laughs> Let's take Suits a break. our level of readership listeners as well, really. They're more of a Daily Star crowd than <laughs> other newspapers are available. Um, right uh, uh, after break we're going to look forward to that game against Newcastle on Sunday so join us after this Welcome back to the 5 Plan Podcast. Pod 244 sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing order you need go to vector.co.uk Is that Vector with a K? Sorry Vector with a K I'm confused with my I will I, I, will. Will. I, I did. expected someone to go, I will. Yeah. And it's JC yeah. with a J. Let's do it again. Let's do it properly so <laughs> okay. we can get paid. Um, for all your printed body needs, go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector with a K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh. Nice. Um, Why did right. you say hyphen in uh, Spanish? Hello, JD. How are you? <laughs> is that hey. Spanish, is it? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Halifax. 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 Um, Newcastle at home on Sunday. Um, We've got a few questions regarding that. Let's go straight to this one from Hook Genie. It says, um, who replaces Sacco in the starting lineup now that he's out injured? And does the other Sacco walk straight back into the starting lineup on Sunday? Harry? Uh, I'd definitely bring back Mamadou Sacco, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about the first first part of the question. Uh, I'm trying to think what we got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Kabal was on the bench the other day, so I'd bring him in actually. Just be a 4 3 3, I would have thought. Yeah, or even the 4 4 2 four, with Zahar up top. McCarthy mm-hmm. out wide. McCarthy, as we, yeah, as we he does like doing. to move a yeah. centre midfielder out, out wide. But, uh, and McCarthy did really well against Burnley in that, in yeah. that role. Well, McCarthy, wherever you, you could put McCarthy in goal and he'd give you a shift. Like, it always, <laughs> it always Don't, you don't <laughs> give him that. Give <laughs> him that. <laughs> uh, but no, Mamadou Saka, I'd definitely bring him back in just because. Uh, Kelly's been been great defensively but I think we proved against West Ham I think Newcastle will be a similar game where we're going to have more of the ball mm. and they're going to be penned back in their half and every time Kelly gets the ball he just he doesn't really know what to do with it when there's no pressure on him yeah. and he just kind of hoofs it to Bentago's head and I think Sacco will have more of an instinct to play a short pass or put it wide. Yeah, or one-two off the referee or <laughs> turn, 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 three, turn three times in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always, again, but you, you said, I mean, it's always a worry when someone like Sacco comes back after that, an injury that obviously wasn't quite as bad as we thought. But, mm. So I'm quite pleased he didn't go straight into the team against yeah. West Ham. I think that was more of a, a credit to Kelly as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or no, Tompkins, whoever is going to drop, you don't deserve to yeah. be dropped because you've been playing well. Yeah. 
Which is a totally fair. They've both done yeah, very well. Yeah. We've mm. said recently about Tompkins that he's been, you know, the penalty aside, even on Tuesday, he was he was very good again. He's he's, he's been superb. He's lucky not to get a red card as well. That one it was a cu- couple of robust challenges, wasn't it? Wow. He was fine, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. It's against West Ham. You find it, you, you get away with it. Um, <laughs> but he's for me, he's close to our player of the season so far. Certainly, in the second part of the season, Tompkins. Yeah, I, I think if Wilf hadn't been so brilliant, yeah, at the I think Tompkins season, has been really good. Um, Panda Arms 101 Hello Says if we lose to Newcastle Come on mate Will support sections of our support aim the blame at Steve or Doggy or both Come on If the team lose it's the, it's the team It's the team It's Hennessy's fault apparently Good point It depends We're not going to lose but it depends on the nature of the defeat um, It depends how um, we lose if we do lose yeah. which we won't Hmm. But it, won't be, it won't be the fault of players that we haven't bought in no, exactly. if we do lose yeah. and I, I suspect even with the, the lack of fitness I wouldn't be surprised if Sherlock was on the bench yeah as for a 10 minute he must be fit enough to come on for 10 minutes well, at the end when we're free probably the other two as well wouldn't you think like at least it, and it's a way that there's kind of like there's, there's a confidence boost of seeing them there of seeing the new guys on the bench even if, for who the fans yeah. I've got a feeling the set, I mean I think because Reader World clearly Hodgson likes Reader World as covering quite a few positions I one of which is centre back. I got a feeling that the with Sacco coming back, I don't think we will be seeing the Polish centre back unless there's an injury crisis. I think we're more likely to see Rakip and Solo. I think, yeah, um, yeah Rakip's a box to box player apparently, so his fitness will be an issue. But mm-hmm. I think Solo on the bench would be would be mm-hmm. nice to see. Yeah, um, I just don't like that idea of them being introduced at half time. Oh, they're not doing that, are they? No, uh, they're they're not. quite a few teams no, have done that. Are they? No. no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Well, Hopkins looking to co on and be going, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll recognise them all. But <laughs> <laughs> Other websites are available. Um, so, it's not a big deal. We're not going to be that. I don't know. Why? Just to be fair. Just to be fair. You need to tell us that there's Other podcasts are available. No, 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 they're not. No. Oh, the presenters are available. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is probably true. Um, okay, final question then. Final question then from Connor Crit. Hi, Connor. Connor. He's put two winnable games, Newcastle and Everton. Is Everton the next game yeah. after yeah. that? Yeah. Before a handful of tough games, will we win them? Newcastle and Everton. <laughs> I think most people are thinking of Everton as one of the tough games. I think, I think Everton's tough. I think Everton's a tough game. Yeah. Um, Newcastle I'd like to think we can get three points from I'd, I'd be I'd be very very happy with four points out of the next two games yeah. oh definitely yeah. Yeah. very very happy we haven't got, we've got quite a decent record at Goodison Park haven't we yeah we have yeah. Yeah, we, we have not oh, do I say it yes not uh, lost there since we got promoted yeah and I think definitely won two and drawn yeah. one or two I think we've won yeah. two and drawn three and I think uh, we should you know if they are playing quite we well at the moment aren't they? Aren't they? we drew one all last season are they playing quite well at the moment though Everton no they were playing they, well, they until, won, until, they won until, the weekend. until they beat, they beat Leicester last night oh yeah. yeah but no the fans have been really unhappy with them but Walcott's yeah. clearly seems to have made a difference Balassi's yeah. back as well Balassi's back Coleman's back as well Coleman came back for them last night so but also, I, it's one of those games. I think a point as Allardyce will be really determined yeah. not to lose that game. I think that would be quite a negative. Yeah, I think I think we'll be feisty. As in well. a way, yeah. it might be a bit like all about our players as well. Yeah, but it might be a bit like the second half against West Ham. I've got a feeling it might be so. But yeah. again, I would happily four put. I think let's beat. Well, let's hopefully beat Newcastle first, and then worry about Everton. Good. Okay. Afterwards. Yeah. I think we can beat Newcastle on the weekend. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's, Slavani's supposedly not fit as well. Yeah. So. I think it's a great team to play after after the break. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it's a team that we can definitely, definitely beat. Well, also, the, the good thing is that we will try and beat them because yeah. that's what Hodgson, yeah. perhaps to our surprise, brings. Mm-hmm. It's like we were on the front foot against Burnley yeah. from the start. Let's do that against Newcastle because I think Newcastle's confidence is such that they had an yeah. unexpected win at West Ham, but their away form's mm-hmm. pretty poor. So if we can get at them and you know, score early. So, cool. I think we're fine. Good, okay, that is a nice positive part to end the pod on. So, uh, thanks for being on, lads. That's all right, Welcome. thanks. Harry, thanks for making your solid, <laughs> solid pod debut. More than solid. More than solid. More than solid. More than solid. You know what, it just proves this pod has got strength in depth. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. Palace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our scouting system yeah. is actually quite decent. Yeah, it's a bit of an unknown quantity beforehand, but you know. <laughs> there you go. We looked around for different, <laughs> went as far afield as Pearl. My grandmother's Norwegian, so. Really? There you go. No, I I was, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I've known your dad for fifty years. It could have, well, it could be your mum's, you know, but I've known. No, no, never mind. If any, if any of our Palestinian signings have a debut as solid as Harry, then I think we'd be happy. We'll be yeah. very happy. We're very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Haircut, haircut's too short though. Okay. Well, I normally see that that's that's work on the podcast. So, um, <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll be with you back uh, for the pod extra after the Newcastle game, and then full yeah, you pod. Say we. You mean you? <laughs> as in the pod, me and. Somebody else. Maybe Kevin will be on it. Who knows? I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going anyway, to run this one, isn't it? Uh, thanks for listening. It's all right. <laughs> we'll see you again soon. Bye. Okay. Sports Social Podcast Network.